You're listening to Red Nation Online. Sunday, November 5th, Steve Perry, I'm Ian Clark. We're back from BMO Field, unsure how to react to the loss. That was a win, having suffered losses. A 1-0 result for New York was not enough as TFC advances on away goals to meet Columbus next. It was one of the most controversial displays in recent memory, as instead of the teams, everything revolved around a ref's bad calls, no calls, missed calls. An infuriating afternoon on so many levels. We discussed said referee, the Reds dodging a bullet, and what lies ahead in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's all that and more on the next 40 minutes on Eastside Stand Up. Stretching room studios. Oh, I got a, I got a little bit of a raspy voice. I wouldn't have known because this was one, this is one of the games, Steve, where on the walk home, not a word was spoken. No, and that means something. That's a, that's a significant uh, flag to the listener when Steve and I don't actually hash over anything pre-podcast. I think it's because something's stewing and we're saving it, so it's raw because we're back. One nil loss. However. TFC advances to the Eastern Conference Finals. Which which sounds like it should be controversy unto itself, because how can you lose and go in? Of course, it's a game on aggregate, right? So we were up on aggregate. But um, the controversy isn't what you would think, because there was the game was rife with controversy in terms of bad calls, missed calls, and then I would say wrong calls, if I could say that, uh, which all is pointing towards the ref which led the whole stadium to erupt into chants of uh, ref, you suck multiple times. And the chorus was getting louder and louder as the game went on because the, the accusations and the, it just kept on getting worse. It just kept on, and, I, and maybe it was a frustration of the home team. I, I don't know. It just it felt like uh, the accumulation of tardiness. Or I don't know. Just the terrible refing was, uh, was just wearing thin on the, on, the, on the fans. Can we start with... Uh, what do you, how do you want to start I, this? I think we should start with the preamble because there's context to this game, right? So maybe we could talk about the last game a bit. Sure. Um, I didn't see it, but it, we were up one nothing on or two one on aggregate. Yeah, I saw it. And uh, and the reports that I heard was that we were concerned because Drew Moore and uh, Victor Vasquez were both injured in the game, and we weren't sure of their status up until Friday, I think, when it was announced that they they were fit to play. So. I wasn't sure if I had heard that report, and then I was happy to see them on the pitch when I got in. I just want to bring up a sight and sound, if I could, right at the top. Because <laughs> sure. as I was uh, trying to get into the stadium, uh, which w- it was terrible, and, and I want to say something about the security for a second, because uh, every other queue was getting through during the anthem, but mine decided to respect the anthem and not let anyone through, which was kind of bullshit. So I just, you know, I don't care. You know, I wanted to get in to see the game, and I just feel like I was late partially because, again, the security is, like, kind of bullshit. They're out, they're out of control. It's like it seems like every I don't think they're game. out of control. I just think they're power tripping, right? Right, so, yeah. So I just a think little, it's just a little over the top. 
Yeah. I had to, I experienced that in my life. I had to end. I also had to go around the long way because the Royal Winter Fair. Oh, give me a fucking break. I'm like, do, what do you think? I'm going to sneak in the back. I crashed like, through five guards before the sixth one stopped me, which is kind of bullshit. Anyway. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's bullshit layered on bullshit. So then I was watching the fireworks go off, the pre-celebration celebration, which we've always we've talked about so many times. And I was watching the fireworks hit the roof on the east side and then rain down on people below. And this girl beside me goes, I hope they have insurance for that. <laughs> I guess I was like going, yeah, someone's maybe going to be suffering an injury out of this. Um, well, but, you, but you witnessed a different um, celebration of sorts. What, what happened? Because I was outside. I didn't get to see this banner raising followed by the flare that was covering it. So oh, yeah, yeah. That, we're, okay, we're, we're doing sights and sounds. We are doing the sights and sounds right off now. The well, okay, maybe we'll just think because of it. it starts the game, right? Yeah, let's think of it. We're, we're, we're going in chronology. Of this of this afternoon, so we'll start with the sights and sounds because there That's was. That's what I thought end. I'd do. Sure, why not? Well, there is one before that. Actually, it was that um, game ball delivered by Toronto Maple Leaf legend Wendell Clark? Probably one of the biggest cheers for like a celebrity of some sort, even like soccer celebrities. Like usually they'll call out, you know, the other team's lineup, and when they say Schweinsteiger, you get these goofballs who are coming to see him play instead of Toronto FC. And Wendell Clark got. Like a, an ovation, not an ovation, but I mean, pretty, pretty fucking loud. Yeah. For him delivering the game ball, and then of course, so the game, the game's getting ready to go, and this big, they got the tifo hanging, right? They do the hanging one, and some genius says, you know what? As soon as this tifo goes up, let's light off the biggest white smoke bomb we've got, it's right so in front of it, and it's not windy, so it just sits there in front of the tifo that nobody can read. And then as, the, as, as it starts to finally, like, fade away, the TIFO comes down. So, I, I mean, we didn't see it. We didn't see that TIFO at all. I feel like they were doing us a favor because whenever those things go up, there's kind of that, that taunting pre-game thing that always bites us on the ass. We always lose every time one of those things play, goes up. And maybe the flare was to try and circumvent that. Of course, it didn't seem to work. Well, I mean, the, although we did go through, right? So in some ways it did, in some ways it didn't. I don't know. Like, I mean, you could play superstition. So I'm gonna just—that's the superstition angle. But let's get into the game because uh, because you know this is really uh, minor stuff com- in comparison to what. Well, we're I was gonna say so, in this game, I, like, I mean, we all. <laughs> I think the funny part of this game is that you know we have notes for highlights. There's more probably highlights surrounding this referee than there is actually in the game. Yeah, for sure. We've already mentioned this, so let's. I, I think we should talk about maybe we should talk about the formation. So it was the regular formation, this, the regular starting eleven that we've seen, uh, pretty much everyone fit. Uh, so going into this game, you're thinking this is going to be great. I, one other preamble I want to think is that you know I've been watching the weather. Oh yeah, that's worth can, noting too. Because Canadians are you know typical. You get the weather is a factor in whatever we do. There was a, a thunderstorm being called for the game. So I was thinking, is this game going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Of course, we also get 25 millimeters of rain being dropped on us over the last, uh, over the last night, right? So you know that the, the pitch is saturated and uh, that's going to be a factor, right? So it's going to be like, they're going to be, it's going to be a marsh they're playing in, right? Essentially. And, uh, MLSE with their genius decides to keep watering the pitch before. <laughs> A half and at the beginning of the game, you know, the first one of the first balls I saw go through, I just saw it skid and I knew it was going to be a fast pitch, right? So I knew this game was going to be tough and people were going to be losing their footing. But the first half, the rain held off at least for most of the half. And uh, we were noting that at half, it was pretty 
ideal weather to play football in, right? Because it was nice and cool, but it wasn't freezing like the like the final from last year. So people weren't going to be like hypothermia, hypothermia paralysis, you know. And I feel like you know these guys were. It was great game to play, and I think that first half. If we let's maybe we could talk about the first half because the of first course. half. First half was a great half for us, right? We and even looking at the um, at the highlights, I, I mean, there was at least five chances that we could have had to score, right? Yep. There were some, two big ones. So let's maybe we could talk about. It. I mean, at the ninth minute, the first one comes from Altador. Yeah, uh, low and hard, which is exactly what I was thinking with that pitch being so slick, and it, it just went wide, but it was like so close. That was a great first chance. And then we missed another one 12, three minutes later at the yep. 12 minute mark from Vasquez, low, eight, low to the ground. I uh, just missed Giovinco, just goes flying by Giovinco. I think uh, maybe they, I think there was a defenseman who just got enough of it that made it bounce over. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Did, and then we started seeing, I think at this the. Is, this is when they get, well, what I remember seeing is New York around the 20th minute started started showing there. Yeah, so Beta Shore. started showing up really big time. Beta Shore gets clipped at the 20th minute mark on the back heel. And I started thinking, this is where the game's starting to get out of hand because at the, by the 30th minute, uh, Bradley is flattened a player. Altador is flattened a player, and I'm just it, the, it, the game was getting super chippy at the 32nd minute. And Altador steps in, and you get this. That's the first time that the crowd starts yelling at the ref, right? That's the that starts that starts it. The game, the the authority that the ref had at that point was completely lost because Altador is chesting up against this guy, and then he goes down. It was the guy uh, shoves him. Number 16. Uh, Sasha Kleishton. Sasha, Sasha Kleishton and him are both teammates on the U.S. men's national team. Right. And so they must know each other. But uh, so Altador does like a, a simulation to draw the card. And then... They see, both get yellows. They both get yellows. It seems to carry on down the tunnel at the half, which nobody sees. And they wind up being thrown out of the game. So that when... They come back at the at the at the beginning of the second. Yeah, go ahead. I have inf- so I just got a text with information yeah, from someone who knows a guy who works at TFC. We were who texted him saying the punches were thrown in the hallway. All right, like they were they threw down set Kleshton and Altador. So we had heard about this through some people had seen a video clip, uh, but then all of a sudden the internet service was really bad, so no one could see it. And then they almost briefly showed it for like a a second on the big screen board, and then nothing. And then the announcer didn't even give the announcement like right away. Like it took maybe a couple of minutes into the first into the second half, for which the time hadn't started running. It was still forty five minutes for three minutes. Um, so there was like a, a whole bunch of calamities going on. You're just going, what the fuck is going on here, right? I mean, j- like, does anyone have their shit together? Is there any communication going on? What's going on, right? So we noticed that we were playing one short. We didn't notice that they were playing one short, and then the announcement comes on. And no explanation. So, so you say punches were thrown. This is the report. This okay. re- is report that just came in. Okay, literally just came in. But we should, we should, we should kind of tie in the last couple minutes there of the, should, of yeah. the first half because there's there was two plays. One and to sort of like tie in how the, this referee wasn't on point because um, the forty. I think around the forty third minute, Jovinko had that great pass from Victor Vasquez where he kind of slaloms in, gets a tight angle. Shoots the ball. Robles does it. It makes the save. Like yeah. he gets a piece of it. Yeah. And it just goes wide. From Altador almost had it, right? Almost, no, Altador no, it was, was running in. Yes. So was, oh yeah, Altador was from. And now from it's a goal, and it's a goal kick. And we saw the replays. And it was ref- clearly a corner. Yes. Yeah. It was. It went off the keeper. Yeah. Um. So we missed that. So then Jovinko screaming his head off. And then not long after that, we see 
Uh, Josie get the ball right at the half top. Half a sec, half a minute later. Yeah, right at the top of the 18. And pulled down at I the mean, top of the box. The, the, the player got no ball. I mean, Josie's going to his right, knocks the ball along. The defender slides in and takes him down. I mean, and, what, and, what, and, I mean, I don't, and, I don't and then gets dispossessed. So that's like that's the last part where you get dispossessed of the ball, right? So that's that's all of the foul. Like it was a complete foul, completely, right? Every part of that was a foul. So it, I mean, it was head scratching for sure. Bradley gets given a yellow for for appealing. Oh, this. right at the half, right at the for half for appealing this, right? Yeah. So he goes in and starts yelling at him, and we've already like we already know that Josie's in car trouble. Bradley's in car trouble. Javinko's in car trouble from last game, yeah. right? So we're going, what the fuck? Like, we're in trouble here. Yeah. You guys got to keep your heads. You got another half to play, right? So anyway. Well, then we come back in the second half. And then we're a man short. But they're a man short, too. So it seems to be level at the second half, right? We're expecting more from them. So I'm thinking, okay, the field's less cluttered. We got more room to play with. We seem to be the, the team running this game. This is going to be better for us, right? That's what I felt. Yeah. Anyway. yeah I don't think it went that way. <laughs> no, not always. Sometimes, but not, but mostly not, right? So, should we, I, I mean, I feel like the second half was a completely different half. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like maybe the wind was taken out of us with Altador coming out because I feel like that was the fire and spit. I feel like there was some bad substitutions. So we had quite a few substitutions, mostly on the back line, which I didn't feel like at the 30th minute mark, I was going this this back line is so incredible. The way they're playing together, they're super supportive. They're like, they're kind of unbeatable at this point, right? I'm feeling like this, they're not going to be beaten. And then I guess at the 53rd minute, remember who took the kick? So oh, uh, number Warrior. 77, Lawyer. Warrior. Daniel uh, Warrior. He takes a kick and goes, deflects off Drew Moore and goes in the net, right? And there's no way Bono, he was committed to the other way. And I remember Phil saying, that's the margin of error. There goes the margin of error, right? Yeah. Um, that's the thing that you plan for that, we're down. We're all of a sudden we're fighting to stay in this game, right? Because it just takes another goal, and we're done. And we're done. It's over. And it takes right? another goal for them that requires us to have a goal to then go into extra time, right? Like that's where that's where it's like Montreal. Like that's where that's where we're getting into that or, territory, or we keep it, which or it, the game yes. stays the same. Right? But it had that sinking. It had that. Sinking this game, down. I would say at this point, had. The season was over. Well, it had the drama of the Montreal game yeah. at home last year, where we were like, "Fuck, we are on the ropes. We're just one. We're just one play away from losing this." Yeah, just utter disaster. So, I mean, the, the second half which that almost was, happens at the 61st minute, right? So, uh, Bradley yes. Rice Phillips has a a breakaway, like within the 18 yard box, which Bono says. <laughs> Like it, I mean, he grabbed it on the way going in, so it was just—I mean, it was on its way in. Anyway, I feel like we dodged a bullet there, right? Yeah. So Bono kept us in the game. Uh, at that point, Beta Short comes out, Hassler comes in. That's when we start making our changes. Yes, Haglin had come in at that point. Though, Sorry, right? yeah, yeah, Haglin came in, right? And then for Mavinga, which was I thought was unusual. I mean, I guess yeah. Here, my here's, Hag- here's sorry wh- the fifty third minute. That's after the goal. That's when the Haglin, Haglin came in. Hagelin came right after the goal, literally right after the goal. Yeah. Because he was ready to come in. 
Now, I would just say my only... Um, I don't I know why you swap out some when the back line's working well and Mavinga's been playing stellar. So I, I just felt like, what are you tinkering with, right? I I, know, I, th- I have an idea. But then, but then okay, but it, it seems to be that they brought him in for special specialty plays, which they seem to note at the highlights of the beginning of the game as being one of the set things that we need to work on, right? Or that we need to... This is the thing we, we're focusing on. This is going to be our secret weapon, which is the set pieces. You said it was... They called it free kicks or whatever, the kicks, right? But it was... But I feel like corners are part of that set piece. Sure. Play. So they brought in... You think... Haglin. Is that what you think? Yeah, and I think my instinct is they brought in Haglin from Ravinga because Haglin is... They did go to him Haglund's on two a, of the corners, Yeah, right? and he's a beast on on corner kicks. And that's what we saw that all last year. Through the, I mean, he scored the one of the, the time goals. He definitely, goal he definitely gets height on his jump. I mean, I noticed that even like when he was defending. So he's a great aerial player, right? Yeah. I mean, if, more, I mean, if you look at it... I mean, Haglin has a, has a has a good track record of heading balls in. Moore has one as well, and then you have Zavaleta, who's got a background as a striker. Um, so you ha- you would technically get all three center backs at that point. Zavaleta, I think, not for long, right? Um, but those guys all have potential to score on set pieces, and I th- I think that's what what Vanny was looking at. But people were thinking. We need more firepower up front, yeah. right? Because yeah. I think, like, I mean, other people. So I think Vanny was thinking we got to play for the, we got to play for this. Like, this is the result that we got to play for, right? Nothing else goes in. So I think he's soldiering up maybe the back, but also thinking, I don't know. We kept on thinking, where the fuck is Ricketts, right? <laughs> anyway, we're in a situation now where Ricketts is the man, right? Yeah. He's going to be well, the man that we rely on. But we'll talk. We'll get into that because sure. because that because later on in the half we see more yellows being handed out, which uh, put us in trouble for the next game. So uh, at the 65th minute, Zavaleta is out, which I thought he had an amazing game too. I just I just felt like, and then Asario comes in. Jonathan did some things like he did some kind of flicks. He added some pace, but um, overall, I'm not sure. Like I, I feel like maybe they brought in the back line so that they can move one player up into the midfield, and I think that's how they soldiered more attacking for us because, you know, obviously Josie was a was a an abs- like an absence that was felt, right? Yeah. I felt like he and was. I would have I would have thought, you know, given how the game was playing at that point, and I understand. I think Vanny like he has a thing where he likes to stack the midfield, but I thought Delgado might have been the one to get pulled out of that game. Yeah, because um, he we were he both had, saying that he had some pretty pretty atrocious errant passes um, and moments that were not great. And I thought, okay, either him for Osorio, or I would have seen Ricketts coming up at some point. And Ricketts would have Ricketts would have given you that that breakaway speed to stretch their back line. I want to say that I want to say something in 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 Delgado's behalf. I feel like um, I don't feel like he had tons of weak plays, but I felt like he was alone out there. So I feel like in some ways. Uh, the, I saw him getting double teamed by a lot of players, which means, you know, eventually you're going to get dis- dispossessed, right? And I felt like New York was doing that. I, I noticed we did that a lot, which was exciting to see. I, I really felt like we were coming back. I, I felt like the midfielders were doing – m- mostly I saw this in the first half. But I feel like um, I saw more of it in the second half from New York, which uh, uh, which wound up making Marky not look so good, right? So I think that's – I mean, that's why we were both thinking – Maybe he's the weakest link on the team right now, so maybe we need to get somebody else up there. Anyway, well, it, didn't, it didn't go that way, right? And it's, and it's the kind of thing where, in instances like that, you know, you have Osorio, maybe even Cooper to a degree, and especially Ricketts, they're probably chomping at the bit to get in there and prove themselves. So I think sometimes when you have a guy who's... I mean, Delgado's had a great season, but 
maybe he's a little bit comfortable in there. And, and there's, and if there's moments where he's slightly not playing to that echelon that you need him at the guy who's really got the motivation to go and improve himself will make the difference. Though that's my thought on that. And I think that might, that might be something where and I'm not saying he loses a spot. I'm just saying in that instance, it's like, Hey, Osorio's come in and in several games this year as a substitution and looked amazing. And I think that's something to consider and like really weigh when we're in the situation in a game like this, where it's like, you know what, Delgado's not really playing. He's not putting out the play that we type of play that we need for this type of game. I mean, it's, these are huge games. We can't have players playing subpar. So getting back into it, I think uh, at the 70th minute, yellow, yellow gets issued to Bradley Wrights Phillips. Um, right. Yeah. I feel like, okay, now I feel like, okay, I feel like this was more of like a makeup call for like how, how many things were being missed. At the 77th minute, Giovinco to Osario, who gets called offside, and there's that's oh that's people, okay that's the one where he floats it back post yeah I and mean, that was a huge play and and people were at that point it was just like now we're playing the ref like this is like it became obvious that there was a 12th man on the field and he wasn't on our side right so Giovinco gets a yellow for the next play that happens because he's yelling at the ref for an offside that shouldn't have been an offside and now Giovinco's so Altador's out for the next game. Maybe more. We don't know what exactly because fighting sometimes comes with like a larger penalty. So we don't know if Josie's. Oh, Josie, yeah. We don't know if Josie's going to be playing any more games this season. And Javinko's out for the next game too, right? Which leaves us with subs on the like the bench, right? Yeah. Our, ta- our our top strikers are both out for that game. Right. Which seems like man, this is like this is like something we were trying to avoid all season. We're trying to make sure that they were fit. We didn't plan on them getting car, being in car trouble. Yeah. So, and there's two things that, I mean, I know we've talked about the ref and I don't, I just don't want this podcast to, to get to the end without us like clearly stating to the listener. Like, it's it, at this point, like it's, well, there's fucking, more to come. it's fucking crazy. Well, that's there's, it. There's only, I just, I just there's, don't want there's only 10 minutes left to go, but there's still more to come. Yeah. And I mean, like, so, I mean, is there any, the ref does everything to keep New York in this game. Yeah. I mean, is there any, <laughs> is there any contention? Like what, what, I mean, the, they're saying a flag went up. This is two things that piss me off. Okay. First off, okay. The flag goes up, but it was an own goal. Okay. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Osorio the, goal. The Osorio goal. That was not an Osorio goal because they showed on the screen. It didn't touch him. So it was an own goal. It was completely an own goal. And he was level with the player. It wasn't ahead of him. There was no there was no conclusive evidence to show that he was offside. They showed it in the replay. And there this was conclusive looks- evidence to show he was onside. Yes. Actually. And yeah. they showed it many times on the board. And at one point, the last time that they showed it, Bradley starts jawing at the ref going, you see, he's pointing at the board. Do you see that? He's like pointing at the board. He's like, we don't even need a video replay because we've just seen it. And this is the <laughs> this is the thing that we've been carrying on for a couple of weeks complaining about VAR. And it's like I don't fucking understand what this fucking tool is if they're not going to use like the discretion that is that is completely arbitrary of when they use. I mean, like, is that not do not use it then? Why wouldn't you use it then? I think the ref makes the decision that it's like, oh, this is a play where I better. So take they weren't it. sure that they saw it and they have to go back and see it. Yes. Okay. Fucking driving me crazy this shit because it's happened more in like last week's game I think was if I'm not or was it the home game anyways one of those games well, was I was happy one. to see that they at least showed the replay because there's a bunch of times in this game where they don't show the replay yeah. and I feel like you know everyone's asking the question what happened what happened to that play I didn't quite see it there's a few of those in the first and second at the beginning of the second half but this one they did and everyone noticed that it was in and he was level so I don't know it's kind of bullshit 
But the bullshit continues. Yes. Right? We're not done. No. So at the end of the game, at the 90th minute, right, we're into extra time now, like at the beginning. Vasquez takes it down to the corner. And no, it was uh, Javinko takes it down to the corner, gets the foul, right? So he's going to the corner to keep the ball. Gets, he, yeah, we got to say. Beats, he beats them. He gets through and gets taken down. Obvious foul. And the, and the play is called. The, the whistle blows. The play is called. You can take the kick at any point in that time, right? There was no cards being issued. The play was done. Game was in. And Vasquez was like pointing out. And the goalie comes off his line. And Vasquez pays attention to this. Just drifts it. A beautiful banana kick into the back corner. And the ref calls it off. He says, I haven't, st- I haven't called the play in yet. But once you've, played the, once you've made the whistle... The play's been called. Anytime you kick it, you're good. Unless you call for 10 yards. And Vasquez never called for the yards. So I'm not really sure why the play was called back. So well, any, I, is there any insight into this? I don't think so, right? This is I mean, there's this, more, this, this is a continuing. It feels like the ref was on the take, right? You just feel like, well, like this is kind of crazy, right? It's a, it's a referee who has, who has an A, no business refing a game of this magnitude. Because he's over his head. I mean, he's, he, lost, he lost control 45 minutes ago. No, at one-third into the game. Yeah, one-third. Yeah, fair enough. That scuffle at the half, at the half of the pitch. That, like, 32 minutes in, he lost control of the game. Yeah. And, he, and he never got it back. And it just, kept, it just kept unraveling and unraveling. And that was, is that the icing on the cake? Because apparently there was one more play after that that we got, that I wasn't sure about. And I got a text saying, oh, no. That was a clear penalty in the 18. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me about well, it. Well, I, I didn't see it, but it was, oh, I was—I mean, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember thinking it because I probably at that point. So just, this is where we're playing in the corners now, right? So we're taking it to the corner, and now we're like, I mean, we're getting chances, but we're also like kicking, we're doing these little flip, these fancy flip kicks over their head to get over them. Instead of going around them, we're going over. And there was a play where Vasquez and Osario were playing in our corner in the east side, uh, back and forth for about a minute and a half as a beautiful, like it's beautiful watching them and, and they're getting through, right? Like it feels like they're beating, because at this point, New York is playing at least seven to eight men back, right? They're playing almost all defense. So, I mean, they have to. They're like trying to soak up the pressure because the pressure's on, but we're just trying to kill time. We're not actually putting pressure on, although we are getting chances, right? Was it Osario who gets dragged down? It was Vasquez, I believe. Vasquez. At the, uh, so right at the, like what, like it was, it was, Right this was the, the message to me that was like right at the last play, one of the last plays of the game, Vasquez was fouled in the 18. That he, they're like, that should, probably should have been a penalty. Just the way this game And, went. I mean, New York did have one last possession I was going to throw up because uh, it could – and I, I would say if New York had scored a goal, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if people fucking went, ran on the field and chased that. Like, because they – do you remember at one point people were throwing shit at the ref? Yeah, I do remember linesman. It was what you know what it was. It was the one where there was a play. I think where Jovinko was battling with the defender for a ball, and he and he called the foul against Jovinko when it clearly wasn't. Yeah, and New York gets a gets a kick from there from the from a, they get a kick, but it's close to the sideline. Yeah, and, it, people, and just, people are just losing their fucking minds. Right, and I saw definitely at least two beers, full beers, chucked at the ref, and guys run on to clear them off, but. So, I mean, in my head, it was getting volatile, right? At the end, like you were, I was like, man, we are, A, I'm already going absolutely mental from what we've seen in this game. 
and if, if Toronto had... Well, the volume was also getting escalating, right? Like, I mean, I'm listening to the chant of Refuse Suck, and it keeps getting louder and louder. Like, it wasn't getting... And more often, right? Oh, and that was about... That was definitely long. That was almost four and a half minutes. Yeah. Because I had, I had the clock running. <laughs> so when it was at four, I turned off my, I turned off my phone, and uh, it, the play kept going, at least for another 30 seconds. So, I mean, he... I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, you don't, I mean, it's, it sounds like, you know, you don't want to over whinge and I don't want it to seem like this has been a podcast, but I don't know how anyone, at least not, these are Toronto FC people who listen to this podcast who are going to be like, that's a bit much guys. Cause I think this was probably one of the most atrocious dare I say, cause I feel like we say it on a, re- on a semi-regular it was, basis. It was a heart wrenching game and you just feel like it was hard done by. And it feels like, so I feel like. And a game of this magnitude. I you, feel like this was a repeat of the final. That's what I feel like. So I don't think we were necessarily hard done by in the final, but the better team didn't win last year in the final. And I feel like this is a repeat of the final. Here's my optimism. Maybe we got the shit game out of the way. Instead of in the last game. My pessimism is that we're going into the next game without our two star strikers. And I feel like, is Vasquez going to be still fit? Because that was a rough game. And Drew Moore, is he going to still be fit? Because those are the two injuries that we're kind of concerned about, right? Yeah. We do have, I think you said we have a week off. Yeah. So that's in our favor in some ways because then they can get back like out of injury trouble. But it's still not going to help us with uh, Javinko and Altador being out for the next game, right? So what, what do we have to look forward to? Well, our opponent, which we don't know who it is right now. And apparently New York did, is, has been playing well at this point. By the time this podcast comes out, we'll know for sure. But Columbus has a 4-1 advantage. And right now on this podcast, it's now a 4-2 advantage. Um, New York has scored by this point. And there's, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. Uh, that I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, both teams, I think, can be grimy. I think Columbus, as a, as a longtime foe. Yeah, has, that arch rivalry. And it has a potential for that to be a real gritty, shitty, home and away series. And but New York, same thing. I mean, the, we've played great away to New York, but we've played great because Jovinko scored hat tricks, and yeah. that's not an option. And then New York has come to BMO Field and shut us down, and just really made it really uh, dirty game. Uh, so I think I think this conference final is going to be a real a real showdown. Whichever team we get, it's going to. I mean, those outside of Montreal are our two most legitimate rivals. So Javinko might be out for the first game. He'll probably be in for the second game, right? Yes. Um, uh, and Josie. We're not sure. Yeah. Like so I, they, they may have a second game to, to kind of come back for, right? That might be the case. Now, I mean, the question is, how, how, how does the league view a fist, like a, a fist fight in the hallway in the middle, you know, between halves? You know, will they kind of maybe just like turn a blind eye and be like, you got your red cards, or are they going to Or will they use example? it to their advantage and make sure a Canadian team doesn't get in? Yeah. Because they seem like, it seemed like tonight was, was the night they were really gunning for that. Well, it seems like they're planning for it regardless, right? Yeah. Keep the Canadian teams out. I'm just going to feel that conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean, it's just, uh, I, I would, honestly, I'm, I think I'm expecting Josie to get a multiple game suspension. And I bet you, yeah, I bet you, I, you know what they're going to do? Saying. They're going to give him three games. So if we get to the final, he won't be there. I bet you. That's possible. So that's what we have to look forward to, possibly. Yeah. So the next game, I guess the next home game is on the, I think they said the 29th of November. Next home game, yeah, yeah. But is there, hey, wait, is there, now, is there, have we said all we need to say? 
Are we, are we, is this game all wrapped up? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I, I, I feel like we've hi- we've highlighted everything, but I was like, I just, uh, and I didn't want it to be like, hey, this is a podcast about whinging. But sometimes I think we go through games where there's like these controversial things, and I don't know if we hit it hard enough. But I think we, I think we, I think every, the listener is well aware that we were like this fucking ref. There's a build. There's a case built where at every stage of the game, the beginning, the first half, where it was like a pretty good half, there was still. The referee was a factor, and it just became escalating as the game went through. And I just, I don't know. I think we built the case. The case yeah. is there. It's shitty. We still wind up with a result that we're going through. It feels bittersweet because we don't have players oh, right. going into yeah. this. So I feel like they've neutered us in some ways. And I don't know, like, I just, I don't know what we have to look forward to. I just feel kind of shitty going into the next round. Yeah. I just, uh, it, w- it was a win, although it was a loss. And it doesn't, and it certainly felt it feels like a loss, but I feel like it was a hard done by thing. And I feel, I just feel like they're kind of taking the legs out of, from beyond, underneath us. Yeah. And if I could do a little, a, a short segment of telling, letting the listeners know what, you, what really grinds my gears. And I've said, I've sort of said this before, but I think this is like, this is a more opportune moment to kind of, when I'm thinking about this game and think, watching this referee performance and then, you know, the messaging how MLS fancies themselves as the potential to be a top four league in the world. Like this is the shit that they try to spin out there and try to puff themselves up about being. And this is the perfect game where to just show as an example of like, if you don't get this fucking shit sorted, it's never going to happen. Like you can't. And, and how over the last, you know, since Toronto started in this league to now think of the quality in terms of play and players and the refereeing is still fucking shit for us. So yeah, well, every team gets, every team has games like this. I mean, it it feels like us and it definitely tonight it was us, but I think if you talk to supporters around the league, they all have their stories of being completely bent over by a God awful referee. And you know, when you, when the league keeps making these, it seems like almost every year, I mean, like the league just gets better and better and they attract better players from around the world and the and the quality has improved and we saw one of the best seasons i think we've ever witnessed at bmo field in terms of just great football to have it spoiled by the referee yeah yeah and, and not only this but and they may- take that back and and also like you know that, that goes back to those players have bad experiences and then they're like eh, we're leaving this league right? and not only did he affect the and, and you know so when when the like don garber and mls wants to you know kind of put together their marketing package of what a great league it is and you look at this shit game that was completely controlled by the ref. And you make a, you made a really good point. He didn't only fuck this game up. He fucked up the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's how bad it gets, right? Like, if you don't have a referee who's in control of the game, they're not only fucking up the game that's going on, it's the next one, too. And it becomes dominoes. Right? And you can't, I don't think you can't not look, you know, Josie, let me say this, sort of to maybe not talk about both sides of my mouth, but, you know, try to be a little bit unbiased. You know, I think Josie and Jovinko, they do have a bit of reputation for looking for the foul. Yeah, they're simulating. So, they're, you know, in, in maybe it's slightly in the referee's defense, you know, it's going to be hard. When you do get fouled, it's a little bit of cry wolf, right? So when you do get fouled, the referee is going to be like, fuck, man, I've been watching you go down three, okay. four, five times. I'm not really sure that that was a yeah. foul yet. And, and so I'll put it like that. But at the same time, I mean, there was, there was enough moments to make it totally fucking clear of like when this was happening. But then that still falls to like a referee who's in control of the game. 
that can see that that was that was simulation. And, and this is real. And it wasn't one goal that was called back. It was two goals that was called back against us. Yeah, in our favor, right? Yes, and that's that's. I mean, that is something next level. You know, talking talk about just the fouls. fouls. It's not just missed fouls. It's not just Miss, missed penalties. It's goals called back that were two of them. Not one, but two. Just kind of. I mean, that could have made all the difference, right? Somehow we got through, but we're not getting through with our best team. No, right? So it's like, you're right. It's, it's like this. It's not just this game. It's the next game. Yeah. And it could be further Multiple games. games Multiple right? games. In like jo- this might be Josie's season. So, yeah, I mean, we're, I, I am happy we got through this game. But, I mean, you know, we're looking ahead with a little bit of trepidation and a lot of concern that um, the team that started this game won't be the team that we see or are we able to see carry us through? Well, the team that we feel that should be uh, holding that cup at the end won't be the, on that field, right? Maybe not. But a bit, you know, it's like <laughs> I'm trying to find, I'm trying to circle back to something positive. I mean, we got through. That's a huge boost. But um, because it's like, it but has the costs been, were steep. Yeah, I don't have anything positive to say. The costs were steep. I just feel, I don't know. I feel like there's been a, a severe injustice done through this game. Well, it'll make a hell of a story. In the next in the next round, there's it no al- doubt about it that. It also plays to our underdog thing that we want to play for, right? Because I feel like that gives us the uh, that gives us the psychological um, motivation, motivation. To, motivation to go into the next game, right? So they got to really play. Yeah, and I will say this: however they set up, and if it's Columbus, if Columbus gets through to New York, it'll be interesting to see because that has been that's been a traditional away. Achilles heel. But all, no, it's been a traditional traveling game for TFC. Like in the thousands, yeah, where people have gone down for that. So even if we don't have that best team, there 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 will be a twelfth man. There'll be a fan support. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure there will be in New York as well. But I think I mean Columbus. More so is, in Columbus. Columbus is the story where in the past we've done it and really lifted the team. So maybe there's there's my slight positive spin to say you know what even though we've framed the game and the next game like as such. I would I would say the story now heading forward is, is a massive one, and it's going to be a bit of a David and Goliath. But I think you could drive eight hours to Columbus, yeah, or twelve to New York, yeah. So we'll leave it at that, guys. Um, the intrigue, intrigue for the next round. I mean, I'm all in. We'll see I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So we'll leave it at that, Steve Perry. Everyone knows where to, where, to, where to listen to you on Sunday nights after this. You're going to the radio station. I am going right there now. Equalizing X to Stort. Equalizing to Stort. Yes. The X is silent. Okay. But if they're looking for you on Blogspot. That's how you look for me. And um, there is an X there when typing it in. And uh, <clears throat> you can hear us 89.5 FM. Yep. And everyone knows I'm a Clark RNO on Twitter. Info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. And uh, yeah, or at Red Nation Online on Twitter, all those things. So if uh, you know any of you guys want to share your thoughts on uh, any of the referees' finer moments today, uh, or any of the uh, broader scope or broader, we certainly glossed, we glossed over it. There, I mean, we didn't go into every foul that was mis- miscalled. There was multiple ones, so I'm sure there's plenty of room for people to give their feedback. Yeah, uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, so we'll leave it at that, guys. Next round is Columbus. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be Columbus. Columbus or New York. I'm assuming it's Columbus at this point, but uh, either way, we got an away game first, home game second, and uh, so we'll be back for that that away leg. We'll leave it at that. So thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Nice 
want you to get involved, reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. Get in touch with us. Let us know how you thought the team did. Agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. Also, check out our other podcasts on Red Nation Online from the Black Hole, Ours is the Fury, and our interview series. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.